The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me now. Only thing that's on my mind is who's on this Welcome to the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. We are live. It is Thursday. We took yesterday off to do some uh, paperwork. Let's call it that. Or make some paper. I like paperwork. Demi Lachey like is the in concept. the studio. Yeah. You like paperwork? I like the concept of paperwork. Yeah, you got to get things done. You know, people work every day. Uh, well, they go to work every day. Yeah. I know some people say, don't, hey, don't bother me. I didn't come here to work today. Mm-hmm. And they had their job. Yeah. They're not really working the paper. I don't have any rants, though, man. You know what? Traffic was bad this morning coming in. I, it was... All my shortcuts were crowded, mm-hmm. so I guess they're not shortcuts anymore. I mean, I'm getting to the studio on time. I'm getting time to get me some coffee. No cup. I got coffee in my uh, my water bottle, and I can't drink it. <laughs> it's, coming, it's coming out too fast, and it's hot. We do got a lot to talk about. We move around. Uh, golf is not a. You know, I thought it was playing today, but since they're in this uh, FedEx Cup and. It starts Friday. Yeah, man. I think I like it better that way. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I, I may just like that. I might just like that uh, that four-day tournament uh, of the day it starts, which is Friday as opposed to Thursday when normally golf starts. Wednesday practice round, Thursday we get it going. Going to talk about some football. College football starts today, which is going to be interesting. I'm, I'm happy about this. Last I'm excited for college football this season. Me too. I, Overall. I, I'm going to the uh, University of Kansas tonight. So, Ooh. Lawrence, I, I, Lawrence, man, flying into Kansas City, Missouri, driving down about forty minutes. Okay, being Lawrence. Okay, I um, I mean, I got my KU gear, I, on, I but I'm not, it. I'm not wearing that though. I'm not. This is not my playing gear. Why not? I'll get some new stuff. If they t- if they think I got <laughs> some stuff, then I can't get some stuff. That's a nice shirt though. <laughs> That's you, you know what? If they think you got some stuff, you can't get some stuff. It's like people, you don't tell people. You uh you can't pull up to an interview yeah. driving a real nice car. They're like, well, he don't, he don't need the the raise, the bonus, or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, but I will be in Kansas. But you know, we were we, Kansas came along because we talked about college football. Mm-hmm. University of Michigan and Utah play tonight. Huge game. Huge, Huge game. statement. Uh, Utah I, is going to. I like Utah. Me too. I, I love where they came from the past what three, four seasons. Now they moved up and. To the Pac-12, what two years ago, and they've been very competitive um, since day one. They got a uh, Willingham. Um, oh, Willingham's over there, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's over there. Um, they got a mixture of guys. I like the kid who came from JUCO last year, the running back Booker. Uh, this year, now it's his last season eligibility-wise, and um, he, he's an NFL prototypical running back. So I can't wait to see where he developed in the off season. See where his game is at now. See where Michigan is at. Big, you know, Jim Harbaugh making a debut. 
Yeah, just because he's there, I don't mean they're going to win. He's reintroducing games. himself to college football once again because he made a huge, huge footprint for Stanford in the past. Yeah. And where Stanford is at now has a lot to do with Harbaugh and, you know, Coach Shaw now. But um, definitely Harbaugh was the, the head man in charge before taking the job in San Francisco. Now, my my favorite school of all time, well, University Harbaugh. of Michigan. That's your favorite school? Of all time, man. You know, you had that one school, like, you grew up, you was a Cowboys fan. I don't know if you was a Hokie fan, Virginia Tech or not. Yeah, Virginia Tech and Or Cavaliers. Yeah, yeah, but growing up, it was Michigan. I loved the Wolverine, the, the yellow stripes on the helmet, Charles Woodson. Uh, oh, you see. Huge, you talk, yeah. <laughs> you talking about guys that play with me. You ain't talking about guys <laughs> like. What do you mean? You Charles? ain't talking about uh, Andre Carter. You ain't talking about those guys. You ain't talking about back in the day in Michigan. You talking about. Fifteen years back ago. in my day. Fifteen years ago. Excuse oh me. Let me let me <laughs> talk about my age a little bit. Well, well, if that's all you can talk about, then that's that's a legitimate conversation. Now I like out of out of the Big Ten, out of the Big Ten, Penn State. Well, Penn State was never in the Big Ten, but they were um, they were always at like an independent. But I think they end up getting in there. But Penn State was my team. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Okay. Jamel Holloway and those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Marcus Dupree, Marcus Dupree, those, mm-hmm. those guys that that option, and Penn State because their uniforms. Then I visit unofficially Penn State, um, and I thought oh, I can go to school here, so I thought that was my team. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go with the Utah. I'm gonna go with Utah. Yeah, it, it's game one. I think Utah's gonna prevail and win this game. I don't. The thing is. University of Michigan's quarterback play. You know, Harbaugh's known to develop the quarterback. But he always had a pro-style offense. So right. once these guys understand what a pro-style offense and not a run-and-shoot offense, not that Chip Kelly, which Chip Kelly can't say too much about it because if it works, it works. Mm-hmm. You talking about Chip Kelly because you don't like Chip Kelly or, you know, you don't you don't have to send your, your, your kid or your son to a school that runs the midpoint, that runs the spread offense. And Jim Harbaugh has always run that pro style offense. Right. I mean, he's not adapted to change, but you know, what, what winning is, you bring certain athletes in, bring them in to fit your scheme. Mm-hmm. That's what I always say. But I, I like the, I like the game tonight because it's a great concept. It's a great kickoff to college football. You talking a team that's flirting around with possibly winning the Pac twelve this season? They flirted around with it last season in Utah. And you got a team that's in the mid Big Ten. These are two powerhouse conferences. The top five, you know, the top five conferences going at it one another. I think both of these teams like are around the same region in their conference, kind of mm-hmm. that mid to top level. Even though Michigan, you know, they didn't make a, uh, they, they ain't been nationally, you know, um, dominance like they have been, like they're known of in their his, history wise, but. It's still the University of Michigan. Ain't no, ain't no slackers walking through them doors. Well, you see, got Harbaugh see, to motivate. What, so this, it's a great way to kick off college football this season. But that's probably what Harbaugh telling them. You, we, we are the University of Michigan. We are the Wolverines. Well, you gotta say it. You but gotta I'm believe not, it, though. But nobody's playing against ghosts. I'm not playing against the Charles Wilson and them. I'm playing against the Michigan team this year. Right. These guys. Now in I'm the sure, Utah locker room, yeah, that's, that's what they're what telling they their guys. Yeah. Don't be afraid of the tradition because we are you. You right. I agree. I, with that. I've never been afraid of tradition. I always played the guy at that mm-hmm. moment. Uh, but tradition, and they might have a great tra- tradition, but they're not there anymore. And, and what they've been in the past five, six years mm-hmm. is at the bottom of the Pac-12 or Pac-10. Yeah, but or Big Ten, Big right, Ten, right. But uh, tradition definitely builds confidence 
well, you Jim could get Harbaugh recruits like presenting that. it. Well, Jim Harbaugh being there, and you could get recruits because of tradition. I'm not taking anything away from that, but I, mm-hmm. if I'm Utah, I'm not playing against ghosts. I'm right. playing against the guys that's lining up in front of me tonight. Mm-hmm. And I think Utah has a great – and I say Utah has a great chance. I mean, I think they're the better team. Harbaugh is going to get those guys in Michigan together uh, because of what he does. Now, I think this is the, I think this is the best fit for him because Harbaugh was a quarterback for University of Michigan in 1983, mm-hmm. 1983 to 86. Um, and it makes sense for him to go back because there are some coaches that can coach kids, but you just can't. You're not gonna be able to tell a grown man when he was in a, when he's with the 49ers that was that was cool. He didn't want veterans and alumni guys to come back mm-hmm. into the program, which made no sense to me because the guy played football. But he's a guy that's better off coaching kids, mm-hmm. and that's what that's why I think Nick Saban. You know, some of these guys just can't coach grown men because they're ego in a way and they're pride in a way, and you dealing with some other grown men who has the same characteristics, if not stronger, right. that you have. Right. So. You watch um, Sabian try to do it in Miami. He came in the league before then, sneak out of town, telling everybody he's not leaving. Mm-hmm. Sneaks out of town and goes back to uh, Alabama, wins mm-hmm. the national championship a couple times in his tenure. Mm-hmm. But his, but some of these head coaches, these these so called great head coaches. Now I, I I probably shouldn't say so called because they are great because they're winning. Now we can get back. We can get to when we talk NFL. We can get to the great head coach in Belichick and what's going on with Tom Brady. They're great head coaches, but they only can coach kids. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody has a job to. If you know your if you know your skill set, I'm not gonna. If I can't, if I've been here, at least I had to try to be NFL. But I'm back in college now. Let me do. Let me stick to what I'm great at. Right. And I think Harbaugh's a great college football coach. He's a great motivator. He's a player's coach. Because he can tell what those kids would do. He, I don't like dangling the kids' future in front of them, talking about, hey, I'm, the, I'm your way to the NFL. Yeah, that's just Yeah, just don't ever do anything Pete like Carroll. that. <laughs> Pete Carroll. Pete yeah. Carroll. I, I'm, not, I'm not sold on that. But some other teams that's kicking off tonight as well. Uh, TCU, Minnesota. T- oh, Trevor TCU, Hogan's? number two. I want to see where his development at now. Now, he, now he's on the scene. Candidate. He's on the scene Heisman now. candidate. It's, it's different. It, we ain't talking Andy Dalton TCU. We talking Trevor Boykin national championship. Yeah, no, that's not Andy Dalton TCU now. Horn Frogs. Not not LT. Uh, who did Damian Thomas? I'm sorry. Who you yeah. gonna call him LT? Who didn't get in the playoffs last year? I couldn't understand that. TCU. Mm-hmm. They should have been in the playoffs. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So now we get to see them kick off against Minnesota. See, I don't like this playoff stuff. I don't like this. I'm a fan of it. You, you got to add more I teams. I am a fan. You definitely you I, add I, 10 I agree. Teams. I agree. Ten teams. The but whole I, game's still going on. But when the playoffs kicked off last season, that's the last time we watched college football. How were you more intrigued, excited to watch those four those four teams play those no, two games just than the BCS uh, eight? I don't know eight bowl games in like three <laughs> days. Like I was, I was more intrigued of wow. I can't wait to next Monday. Kind of remind me of the NCAA tournament a little bit when it's the Final Four. It got me so intrigued and energized. Like I cannot wait to that kickoff against Oregon and Ohio State. I cannot wait. No, the kids couldn't wait. Like, it was that Florida State. It was Oregon going. is what I wanted to see. <laughs> I wanted to see Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariotti. That's what I wanted to see. They they put. They find teams politics wise, and then it will. Okay, it is exciting, but I think more teams should be in because how do you leave TCU out of that? Well, you saw Oregon and Florida State. I know. I said that's what I wanted to see. You said was that more excited? I said I was excited. Well, to see you those got two. that. You got those two games. Well, I was excited to see those mm-hmm. two. I didn't. I wasn't excited to see 
Ohio State and Alabama go at it? Ohio State and Alabama. That was yeah, that was a good game. game. That was a good game. That was a good game. Cardale Jones and then the national championship, seeing a – More teams. I, I agree. More I want to see more teams. I want to see eight, 16. I'm telling these kids, you come to the university, you come to TCU, Texas Christian University, you're going to play for a national championship. And I'm not saying that because I want you as a recruit. Mm-hmm. That's, that has a very, very small percentage of why I'm asking you to come here. You're great. You're going to help us get there. I'm telling this kid, come to Texas Christian University. There's mm-hmm. a great chance with you, with you and your talents, and what you're doing, and and what we're building here. You play for the national championship. Yeah, they yeah. was they they used, they used to tell Boise State students that mm-hmm. college students, mm-hmm. athletes, and they would never allow them to play in the championship game. Although they was eleven and one because they or eleven and zero mm-hmm. because they say, oh, here's the conference you play in. Right. It was always an excuse, always a reason. But then you watch Boise State play these these top schools mm-hmm. and beat them in bowl games. Mm-hmm. And you can't say And nobody a, wants to schedule them during the regular they season. They don't want to schedule them during the regular season. <laughs> but you can't say it's a bowl game because bowl games are where coaches do their most recruiting. That's when you have to win. You say, look, here's our last game. Right. We were one game away from getting in the playoffs, TCU. Here's our last game. We beat this. What what you do as a recruit, what you do can get us over the hump. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's what recruiting. That's what I'm telling him. I'm telling his mom. Look, but now your yeah. child's gonna eat. He's gonna have uh, three meals a day at least. Place to stay. He's gonna graduate. Take but it. now you can go home, go to those homes and recruit and say we are one of the four teams that can win this national championship. It's a guarantee, or you can almost guarantee it better than just saying, okay, we can we can reach a bowl game. We can potentially reach a. Well, guess what? It's other sixteen, twenty teams that's going to be in that BCS title bowl game as well. You can't say that for a playoff. It's only four teams. Right now, it's only four. Mm-hmm. And we can be one of those four. Not 16 teams. Of, and then we're going to let the computer pick it's and see, intriguing. What, it's see a, how we see, line it up. Keep the computer out of it. Yes. It's intriguing. It's intriguing to, to be able to do it that way. But, man, human nature and the computers, when they clash, it, it's never right. Mm-hmm. Kwame Lasha Sports Talk. Ooh, I can't Lasha wait to see Trevor Boykin. Trevor Boykin going to do the Heisman candidate. Probably win it. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hi, this is Larry Sinners. You're on Sports Talk. Kwame Lasseter with Demi Lachey and Doug Bramer. These guys know sports. Welcome back. Call me live to the Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. That's the number. Call in, join the show. Demi Lachey is in the studio, and Doug Bremer is on the line, turning off his HD expensive phone. <laughs> Doug, what's up, man? What you been up to? Not a whole lot. I mean, I miss you guys. been a while. Yeah, it has been a while, man. It's been a shoot. I don't know. I you know, with the the baby and everything, the uh the watch just wants me staying home and kinda of getting that, that bondship with the baby. Uh doesn't want me I mean, no outside work, nothing at all, so free time is pretty much just uh hanging with the girls and I'm loving it, man. Spending that extra time with the baby and seeing her uh just kind of progress because every day it seems like her personality gets a little bit better, a little bit different and smiling a lot more and so Getting a chance to see that and just hanging around the house, but been having that itch too to talk sports and uh, been listening to the show. I know Kurt's been on a little bit, so yeah, it's been but, uh, yeah, it's been yeah, yeah, man. You got a brand new baby. I remember you had. I, I think I'm about to get. Uh, I think I'm about to get what you got. Get snipped up. What? <clears throat> I don't know what I'm gonna do. What you doing, what man? Do? What you talking nah, about? But you, it, it is good seeing um, the kids grow up, man. You get to see that. You get to witness <laughs> that. Uh, a lot of a lot of, of us don't get to do that, and it's unfortunate and it's hurtful sometimes when you miss out on all that stuff. But yeah, now we appreciate you, man, calling in. Uh, we we were talking about college games tonight, but we're gonna move on to this now. This is the conversation that's going on about quarterbacks right now. I name a couple quarterbacks. Gonna talk about Tom Brady in this segment and uh, his his win over the NFL and Roger Goodell, but another quarterback, Tom Brady. We talked about uh, we're talking about third string quarterbacks and Barkley and Tim Tebow, who plays do they play tonight? If I'm not mistaken, last last NFL preseason game before you had to really cut the rosters down. Yeah. I don't know why there is a decision about Barkley or Tebow. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, Cardell Jones was hospitalized with yes. headaches, yeah. with severe headaches. Now, I think that's migraines, but I don't know. But that's something you really, you really, really got to get checked out. Uh, what other quarterbacks? Uh, R.G. Griffin's out there. Now, you have to have a good quarterback. Menzel, who's, what is he, hurt right now? He got an elbow problem? Yeah. Yeah, so which, you have to have the quarterback. And most of these guys are your second string and third string quarterbacks. We're talking about outside of Tom Brady. RG3 is your third string quarterback right now. That is crazy. I don't see any way, and I'm not going to harp on this because we talked about this for a while. RG3 is still the news. I don't see how you keep this guy on the team 
and he goes out and get hurt, and he's guaranteed sixteen million. He can say, mm-hmm. he's hurt already. He's hurt now. So all, all he has to do is go out there and say, "Look, I can't play. I'm sixteen million. My contract is up after this anyway. I'm out." Mm-hmm. I uh, think he was sabotaged by yeah. uh, Jay Gruden. Then Jay Gruden is nobody really. It, he's nobody. His his brother John Gruden is uh we well we know about him and he's a so called quarterback guru. He talks to all the college quarterbacks coming out. But <clears throat> Jay Gruden, you're nobody. Mm-hmm. You didn't you didn't develop Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's still right there on the edge. Andy Dalton, when he got paid, because of the salary cap reason, it's his time to get paid. And he's um he has AJ Green. You make a lot about you can make a lot about these quarterbacks when they got good receivers. Mm-hmm. Now, I look at Tom Brady and I can't even tell I don't even know who his receivers are, but all they do is dink and don't cross the field. You can get we can play for Tom Brady right now mm-hmm. and Tom Brady's gonna still be Tom Brady. And right. we will be the one to get the dang. All right. Other quarterbacks is um who is that who else is out there? Um Ryan Mallett down in Houston. Yeah. You still you, you gotta have a quarterback to be successful in his football league, but I don't understand why you're talking about a third string, possibly Second-string quarterback, he has to come in and play. That's why I said years ago that you need to pay these guys, second-string quarterbacks, like first-string, almost above, overpay them because you're going to need them. Yes. They're going to play at some point this year. That that second-string quarterback that you speak of, Kwame, that, that backup quarterback position, it's, it's highly important. It's very important. you got to pay that guy more than your number three option in your receiving court. you got to pay this guy to the point because at any given play, that first guy can go down. Any given play, any given situation, you having a bad quarter, you got to have a backup support system, almost like a Drew Stanton last year for the Cardinals who can just step in and, you know, nothing changes. Everybody picks up the pieces and just keep keep moving forward. And Robert Griffin's situation, I think it's – he just needs some help. The brother needs some help. He lost his confidence, it looks like. He cannot speak to the media. He's trying to be a puppet of Gruden's, and it's just not working out for the fella. And I think the best situation for RG3 is to get cut. When the last time you think RG3 got cut in anything? He was Olympic, yeah. what, uh, hurdlers, hurdler. hurdler um, Junior Olympics. Junior Olympics. I mean, gold medalist, uh, you know, top-notch player at Baylor. Always got the pat on the back. Heisman winner, number two overall pick, right behind Andrew Luck. Thrown it to the fire, made the playoffs. I mean, it's so many, you know, great deals. And I think the best situation for him is to get cut. Have him go through something. Have him not necessarily reach rock bottom. Doug, put your phone on mute until you start talking. Not necessarily reach rock bottom, but just to get a restart, get a refresh, refresh your mind a little bit. You know, uh, that's something he's never he hasn't done yet. And I think he needs a, a reality check. He needs to get himself together and start something new. Go back home to Texas. Go to Houston. And do what? It's a it's a position that you can fight for, that you have to go back. Can you remember back in high school? I'm pretty sure his freshman year, he had to fight for a position, period. And that's how he became. He got that energy going, that motivation. You put your best athlete against the wall, that's where you're going to see the realness come out of him. Put him in, in the corner so and see what, see what Texas? he does. Houston, Texas. You got Ryan Hoyer, Ryan he's, Mallet. But he's not a leader. Exactly. Nobody's followed him yet. Have him develop in a whole new situation. Back at home. You're going home to Texas. Now, you have some some type of support back see, at home. See, I always thought home was the worst place to be. No. I did. 
I don't think not in his situation, not in not in his situation, not this standpoint where you getting blasted on the media when you just getting blasted on the field no confidence no confidence in the locker room and coaches don't have confidence in you they came in and back you up go home where you know you have some backbone support first go on the field get hurt and get your 16 million then go home <laughs> take take the cut man you getting paid anyway no he not off the field what happened but to that Adidas stuff Denver, and I agree with you he, he needs to leave that that Redskins team because it's there's nothing positive for him at this point. He needs to get away from that. Texas, I, th- I see a good fit for him. But, I mean, there's a couple teams I can see him going to and being a good fit, but he's got to get that fresh start, got to get that confidence back because you see it on the field. You see when he plays. He's not that RG3 that came out his rookie year. I mean, there's just a different player now. Adversity's hit. I agree. Get out, get out, of, get out of Washington and get that fresh start. You know, and, and maybe maybe it is Houston or a couple other teams, but it's he's not the, he's not the same RG three. He's not. Well, we only seen him one year, and I, and I say that, but I think the Shanahan's messed him up. I think he was too pleasing. And about too pleasing, man. You really you you looking for a downfall? Let's let's move on to Tom Brady. Tom Brady uh, will in about a week next mm-hmm. Thursday mm-hmm. play against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who we have after that? He got your team, don't he? Uh, no, he, he has played my your team, team week, within five, week, week five. Week five after the bye week, uh, he goes into divisional play. So I think it's the Jets in Miami, maybe. Buffalo? Yeah, Buffalo. One, uh, yeah, yeah, he does see Rex. They do see Rex Ryan in New England. I know. Yeah, they're gonna lose that game. They, yeah, they're gonna lose against Pittsburgh. It's, it's gonna be a oh yes. Um, they got a tough situation to begin the season, and I don't think this whole Brady situation. Uh, he's gonna miss at least two games at the end of the day. He's you, gonna you miss so? at least two. At the least. No, I don't think he'll miss any. He's going to play in his first oh, wow. game. That's you think so? Yeah, Brady. For injury? Oh, what, yeah, what are you talking about, Denver? For injury? Cause, uh, Tom Brady? Mm-hmm. Is, he's suspended. No, he's not. They uplifted it. Yeah, he's he's Tom Brady. He's good. He's, he wins. Oh, my goodness. All he do is win, baby. <laughs> All he do is win. Tom Brady has won. Well, here we go NFL. again. Here he's, we go again. He's won his appeal um, against the NFL we PA. We're going to see his, you know, if he can get it mm-hmm. going. From the get-go. See, here's the thing. Um, he, he wins his appeal. Okay, everything. Nobody's talking about how he destroyed his phone. No one's talking about um, that he wasn't cooperative. Mm-hmm. He understand. You had some top quarterbacks in the league. Top quarterbacks that played Troy Aikman and those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Um, Steve, uh, Steve Young and those guys. A lot of these guys saying these quarterbacks – they said absolutely he knew what the ball was supposed to be like, how it felt. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady said, I was in the locker room getting ready for a game. Every quarterback that I know is in the locker room getting for, ready for a game, but they got a football in their hand. Mm-hmm. They have a football in their hand. They've dressed because they most times they go out before anybody loose out and warm their arm up. Yep. So I refuse to believe Tom Brady don't know anything, but Tom Brady made a – he had a good fight. It was a good fight. But if you really, really believe in Tom Brady – you said, "Well, why would you fight? Some, why would somebody fight this hard for something?" Um, but I thought he was fighting for his legacy. Why would he fight so hard if he didn't do it? That's what he wanted people to think, and I think he got everybody to think that. Mm-hmm. The judge said the punishment was too grievous. It was four game suspension for somebody who didn't know anything about the deflated footballs. Mm-hmm. Well, the judge is right, and 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 in that case, but we know Tom Brady. 
He didn't cooperate. This is what Roger Cadell wanted him to do. He wanted him to cooperate with the with the investigation. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't have. He felt like he didn't have to. They wanted his phone, and he broke his phone. He said his phone got broke, or the phone was automatically gone. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady has some culpability in this situation, where he's he just feel like, well, I'm Tom Brady. I'm we six times to the Super Bowl, four times Super Bowl champs. I don't need to tell you anything. Mm-hmm. Now, Roger Goodell and this Roger Dale, Goodell, he's uh, he's going to be hit hard because he's a judge, jury, and executioner. So I think this really is going to affect him hard and, and where he stands. Because remember now, he works for the owner. Mm-hmm. And if he don't answer to the owners, mm-hmm. that's going to be a major problem. So what you do, what Robert Kraft does, the owner of the New England Patriots, what does he do? When he paid that million dollars thinking all this was going to go away. Mm-hmm. What does he do when, if, if now the results are innocent, well, we want our draft picks back that you took away from us in the first round. We want those back. So well, we want that million dollars back as well then you in this situation. Back. Money gone. Say bye-bye. <laughs> money gone. <laughs> She's not getting that money back unless you drastically take this to court. Mm-hmm. Um, now the NFL can appeal, appeal to this. The uh, NFL and Goodell has already stated that he's going to appeal uh, about this situation, the decision to not suspend him. Now, I, I, I agree with the with the points that you definitely they gave considered. They gave this guy put up. five million dollars. The uh, what report was this? The garbage report they call it. The um, <laughs> what report was this? The oh. Mm. But they gave him $5 million to investigate this, and he came up with nothing. Mm-hmm. And now, at the end of the day, all this is for nothing? It was Pretty in much. The NFL just became the biggest loser overall. Mm. Goodell and his team, um, the investigators, whomever, uh, they, they, they just took a huge loss. Not only that, it's going to be guys in the NFL are going to appeal the crap out of their decision-making concepts. We're talking and, about Ray, Ray Rice? Guys. We're talking Ray Rice. We're talking Greg Hardy. Uh you know, Greg Hardy next, already got six games. Yeah, and then they dropped that from what ten to six. Ten to and six. Now he's appealing, I guess, to four. Yeah. So you know, it's that tunnel has opened. Thank you, Tom Brady. <laughs> the players are saying, yeah. um, "It's it, it's it's crazy." I, I mean, this news just you know coming about. Uh, I just feel bad. Not not necessarily bad for the NFL. It's just Tom Brady wins again. The Patriots win. <laughs> you again. just a Colts fan, and you. Just I'm hate not for being the a Colts fan, man. <laughs> At this point, it's it's Kwame. It's that the Patriots. They do it again. They so. Yeah, but you gotta look at the NFL. I wish the Cardinals go to the, the Super Bowl NFL six times. <laughs> go ahead, Doug. It, it, I look at the NFL ownership and what Goodell has done in the last three, four years, with everything that's come out with the players and Deflategate and Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson, it just seems Goodell needs to leave the NFL. New ownership needs to come in and try to change the image of the NFL again because it's tainted right now. You know, And if you read a lot of threads, a lot of Twitter accounts and everything, yeah, there's some Tom Brady stuff. You know, mentioning about, you know, you got some haters, of course, but a lot of it is turning more towards the fact of the NFL and not Tom Brady and just how the NFL is run, how Goodell has ruined the NFL. And I believe it. I mean, just Goodell has 
just no leadership anymore. I don't think with with the NFL and punishments and fines and suspensions, everybody's you turn it around and you know trying to appeal what what he brought out, and they're winning. It doesn't look good for Goodell when you when you come down and say you're suspended for four games. Roger Goodell says four games, and then they appeal it to no games. How that how does that look for Goodell? Not good at all. Yeah, you and know that's what? what you've been seeing lately. The, the the players, you remember we was having this um, arbitration and all this stuff going. Collective, CB, uh, collective bargaining agreement, CBA. Mm-hmm. Well, these Neanderthals gave him the power to be who he is. So he, mm-hmm. they made him judge, jury, and executioner. Mm-hmm. How does a one guy, <laughs> you get in trouble, so called get in trouble? First of all, you don't have anything in place for me not to get in trouble. But first of, second of all, I shouldn't, or maybe first of all, I shouldn't be getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to Kansas, and you know what? I'm going to be in my room. I'm having parties in my room. I'm not leaving. A, I'm not leaving off the the hotel. I'm not leaving that hotel mm-hmm. when there's a. Be careful what type of party at your hotel, though. Too. No, there would be no. It would be my teammates' parties. There ain't gonna be no. Okay. There ain't gonna be no girls up in there that I don't know. No warrants, apps. No warrants. It won't be no nonsense. <laughs> Get out. Well, it won't be in my room. But we. I do have a suite, though. I do have a hint or there. You can't make this guy. How's one guy going to listen to the, well, whether it's going to punish you for the crime that's committed, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Now, and the same guy, the same guy goes back to listen to the appeals. He can't do that. If I punish you, I, okay, here's, let me, give you, let me try to sum this up. Great example. All right, my son gets a, uh, he he doesn't do his job. I tell him. I tell him. I say, fix your bed before you leave out the room. This is real talk right here. Well, who, whomever, <laughs> fix your bed. Clean up. Do some shit. I mean, fix <laughs> fix your bed before you read out the room. Right. Then I walk around and I see nobody's bed fixed. I'm like, you can't fix your bed. You don't got three minutes to fix your bed before you leave. Mm-hmm. You don't have two minutes to pick up the toys you were playing with. Mm-hmm. Now, we've had this conversation before, and I'm gonna go over it one more time. Because next time you get in trouble, mm-hmm. and next time you do get in trouble. But I already told you, actually, if you understood the consequences to your actions, you mm-hmm. said yes, but you decided not to do them anyway. So now you're in trouble. Now you want to peel the situation. Now you want to tell me a story of why you didn't do it this time, and you want me to listen to it. Mm-hmm. So I am now the I'm judge. Now mom. Yeah, no, you, there's no, no, that's not going to work. That don't work with me. <laughs> that don't work with me. Um, but now you want to appeal to me. And I'm the one who punish you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it anymore. Right. I my, made my decision right there, and I wasn't being rational because I went through all the steps to let to tell you, let you know, and hey, this is how it's going to be done. And if you don't agree with this, you know, you you could not play with the toys. You would never have to pick them up. Mm-hmm. And but now I'm the judge, jury, and I'm the executioner. Mm-hmm. So now I get to listen to the appeal. I'm not listening to any appeals. He shouldn't. Roger Cadell shouldn't have all those jobs. But the, but the players gave it to them in the collective bargaining agreement mm-hmm. because they wanted to hurry up and get more money. Do you know that j- that deal right now is the worst deal ever in the history of football? <laughs> yeah, right now. Oh, it's yeah. the worst yep. deal. Definitely, right now. The, and in 10 years, <laughs> they're not going to be making anything. So now we're back in court. I guarantee you another two or three years, probably three, we're back in court. We're mm-hmm. going to do a cam chancellor on them. I got seven more years <laughs> on this deal. I want it redone. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. <sighs> Man, oh man, it, it, it's crazy because everybody looks at this Tom Brady, and if you don't like Tom Brady, and I'm joking with the Colts fans and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you if you don't like Tom Brady, you just really damn despise this guy. 
because he wins again. And here's what I hate to hear. Well, he has everything. He has money. He has a beautiful <laughs> wife. He has. He's good looking. I don't see any of that stuff. You don't see that. He's I see good the looking? money. No, I don't see that he's good looking. Okay. I don't see. I don't know if he's good. <laughs> I, I. I don't know. You know, I'm confident. You can tell by where I walk. I'm, I'm a confident. Yeah, I'm, I'm a confident. I'm, yeah, I'm like if I'm a man. I'm like, oh, that's a good looking man right there. Yeah, he's handsome. Yeah, I'm never gonna see. Cool. There's there, here's here's my <laughs> level. Here's my here's my levels of women. You, yeah, pretty. There's no ugly women. Pretty, mm. <laughs> gorgeous, and speechless. Speechless. Yeah, you just can't say anything. Okay. You just looking at her. You just can't say anything. I like that. I use different words, but I, I agree with the three categories. No, no woman is ugly. No woman is ugly. I don't think there's. A, I don't think there's an ugly woman. Woman on this is planet. a beautiful creature, person, human. We're all creatures. Okay. All right. Um, go ahead. No, but I, I agree. Back to, <laughs> back <laughs> to Brady. Brady. But I'm, I don't like. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't like. Well, right now, I, I don't I'm like hearing that. It's rumors that you know his marriage is getting shaken up a little bit. I don't care who everybody is shaking up. Giselle is is not happy about this whole deflate gay situation. And we're still talking about deflate Tell football. Giselle at hush. the end of the day. She don't play I, football. I, Get I out of his business. The phone because he was cheating on Giselle. Said, oh, you know what? what? Doug, you might be on to something, but I doubt it. Look. I don't know because oh, Hey, that's a perfect He he went, he went to go kick it in Vegas with Ben Affleck. Oh. And Ben Affleck's nanny and then Ben Affleck's. Uh, so he broke the phone so the other stuff wouldn't come out. And it had nothing yeah, to do with football. It, hey, nope. hey, hey, put it, hey, put it hey. See, here's what men are. Here, here's what men are stupid. Men are stupid. Women are crazy. Men are dumb. Men are, yes, we are. We are some idiots. We, we are. We are some, some idiots on this planet. Well, women are crazy. But not all of us. <laughs> <laughs> not all of us. Let's get into some. Uh, yeah, y'all finished with this story. Yeah, because, I'm, I'm done because, with Brady. Yeah, we're talking about deflated footballs at the end of the day, right? Goodell's trying to make a, a point. A no, statement, see, I don't think a, it's deflated footballs anymore. I thought it was. He was trying. Here's my synopsis of it. I think he was trying. It's deflated footballs. Was it's the because I want the Patriots because the Patriots already been caught. Yeah, it's, it's a cover story. Yeah. Now remember the Spygate and all that stuff. But Goodell's trying to get into some other stuff. Goodell's Tom Brady was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. You, you're not going to make me the scapegoat. We're talking about the flag gate. I'm not the fall guy. You're not, yeah. <laughs> I'm you, not your fall guy. You're not going to make me the fall guy in this. I'm going to fight this, whether win, lose, or draw. Just, Tom Brady, he would have came out fine either way. If he would have lost it, everybody that was a Tom Brady fan or who wasn't say, man, the guy fought that thing so hard. He couldn't have done it. He couldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. But here's the cover. That was the cover story. Now, I think, um, I think Tom Brady... Knew what was going on with the footballs. If that's not the case, how you fire two guys who's just going to take something like that in their own hand? Because mm-hmm. the quarterback was saying, man, well, this football's flat. I can't throw this thing. Mm-hmm. He's not going to do this. And then you have uh, fans, fanatics that come in and say, well, they haven't fumbled more than anybody in the past two or three years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. What is that? That's your stomach. That's a motorcycle. <laughs> that was my stomach. <laughs> a motorcycle going by, some truck. Hey, um, <laughs> this this story, this cover up, was more so for his image, his Hall of Fame status. Because when yes. he had his speech, he didn't want to talk about that, and he wanted to be accepted by those guys. That's just me and my opinion of it. You know, this is quite not sports talk. Everything's opinionated. We based off opinions, and if we got facts, we say, "Well, I know this for a fact." Mm-hmm. This is what we do. This is what the show is about. Mm-hmm. Now. Whole cover up. I want my draft picks back and I want my million dollars back. Million dollars might be bye bye. Yeah. But, but I want my draft picks back. 
These guys are predicated on fourth and fifth round stars that come in and play. They don't care about the first, second round picks. I know. They trade them all the time. But give me something I can trade. They don't have them to trade anymore. Now they got to spend money to go get free agents that they don't. That's fine. They had, No, it's not. Oh, for you. They, yeah. They, no, they, as the Patriots organization, they're okay with picking up free agents. No, they picked up Randy about, Moss. That's During not a that bad. time. That's a free agent. That's a free agent. They, they, they brought back, uh, what's my guy, Willie McGinnis on NFL. They brought him back. They brought back Richard Seymour. They, they're fine. The Patriots, that's what they do. They're not going to go and spend. If I don't have a first round to trade, they, they trade. People think he's crazy. He got a first and he got first round picks or maybe a second round pick. You know right. they got to trade them down yes. to third and fourth round. Yes, I do they don't have that. that. That's fine. No, no, it's not. That can't be fine. This is this is draft business. <laughs> this can't be fine. You would not do that. I don't think you would do that. I think you playing that. If I'm used now. to, if, if I'm used <laughs> to doing it my way, my system, of course. But for one couple seasons, you don't think New England can pick up some free agents and just say, okay, let's let's do this. Let's go around this way. You don't think we can pick up Darrell Revis for a year? You don't think we can pick oh, up yeah, for Browner a year? Yeah, for a year? Yeah, I'm talking about the— You don't think we can pick up Randy Moss for two years? No, no, I'm talking about these guys. They have the first-rounders. Right. Well, the first-round picks. So mm-hmm. they trade them for three, for a third or fourth rounder, mm-hmm. but they got those for more than three years. Mm-hmm. These guys you're talking about, yeah, I, they can do that and 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 pen in, pencil them in because they're going to be gone in a year or two. Yeah, they can do that with great success. Yeah. How look, you think? At, look at Bruce Arians doing it right now, signing guys for one-year contracts. Who, Bruce Arians? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's working for him. Bruce Arians, yeah, well, yeah. I can't argue with anything about um, Bruce Arians, the way he has his team going. Because I thought Wizard Hunt had the team going in the right direction, too. But I, I got to remember, and most people don't remember because most people are not smart as me. But I got to remember that those were Denny Green players. Hello. Yeah, those were his yeah. players. Hello. And, and I need the Cardinals to put up more points than uh, – okay, here's the deal. <laughs> points allowed. And I say more points, but what they do is great, in my opinion, because I'm going off the statistics. Points allowed per game, they filter in the, na- they filter in the nation. They filter <laughs> in the uh, league, in the NFL, the entire NFL, five, 18 points. Cool. I like to get that down to 13 to 15, and then you probably yeah. have one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, yards per game, three hundred nineteen. Come on, you gotta get more. Well, the Honey Badger gonna have something to do with that. I guarantee you. This he's, he's my uh, defensive player of the year. He's gonna have a lot to yeah. do with that. That's a guarantee. Um, but they're putting up twenty four points per game. They yeah, average they, they, nineteen. Yeah, they offense need to stop being so suspect. Yeah. all the time. Because you remember when I said, uh, I said this defense been building them out, building them out, and they've been winning yes, football games. Yes, yes, but you, I can't, yes. I'm, not a, I'm not in the business of asking my defense to continue to do that. So we, this is called yeah. a team. Especially with the weapons they have on our offense, it's no excuse. The quarterback situation, no. too. Now, we were talking quarterbacks. Uh, you guys tell me what you think on this because we're not going to go to break. We're just going to go right through the show. Yeah. You guys tell me what you think on this. They got four quarterbacks over there, and they're talking about letting one go. The one that's Come from Virginia Tech. You can't let somebody from Virginia go. That's just crazy. <laughs> you just don't want to win now. Come on, man. But Logan might be <laughs> Phil, uh, Sims. This guy, well, we saw him in preseason. We saw him in Alabama. Saw him in Alabama. Very impressive. Who Sims you think I'm talking about? The not, this, not this guy the black. one. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very impressive quarterback. I think if he was on a team, the way they feel about him right now, Last year, 
they might have snuck a game in mm-hmm. until Carson came back or until Stan, uh, Drew Stanton came back. Bruce Arians, you could tell he has some type of connection with this kid, Sims. Sims buys into what Arians is trying to present. I don't think Logan Thomas was all the way there. Even during the conversation when all the speculation, when the quarterbacks was going down left and right, Arians still did not have the confidence at the end of the day to put Logan Thomas in. I, I didn't like that because you remember he said, um, both of you guys, remember he said, uh, well, I'm starting Logan Thomas. Right. And yep. then he immediately changed that. Why would you do that? He had the itch. itch. Everybody has that itch. It's just like I. That itch didn't work with me. I'm going to tell you. I'm Vince told me, say, I'm starting Pat Tillman. I said, okay, you made your decision. I went home. I just came out of camp as a camp MVP. Yeah. That itch don't work. That itch with Bruce That Arians. itch, you need to go get some lotion or something for it because it don't work. <laughs> well, it didn't work. It didn't work bringing in Ryan Lindley. So Ryan, Ryan Lindley. It, it didn't work you for You know he's got a, he got another job somewhere. Yeah, he does. Oh, okay. Congrats. Um, but it, 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 doesn't, it didn't work for him. Obviously, he's not on the roster at the number three quarterback. So it, it did not work out. But at the same time, that could, you could tell. Yeah, you could say whatever you want to say. I'm gonna start this guy, but you end up doing something else. Steve Kerr. I'm never gonna. I'm gonna start. I'm never gonna start Andre Iguodala, but put him in in the finals. But you know what? He told Andre that he, Andre won't sit on the bench like, what's going on? He wouldn't have sitting there practice. What's going on? Right. My the fa- my the best coach I've ever had never made me guess what he wanted mm-hmm. me to do. He told me, I need you to do this, this, and that. Can you do this, this, and that? Yes, coach. If you can't, you cut. Yeah. I can live with that. Well, Logan Andre probably- is a great coming off the bench. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Logan wasn't he, he wasn't ready in, in Bruce Arians uh, He told him Yeah Next guy up That's the whole Bruce Arians like system Next up Exactly He should have been He, he should have been not, Next guy up He does not They do not Arians like system. him Do you hear what they Talking about him uh, Doing preseason this year Oh yeah I don't like the conversation I don't like the words Yes And now, those are guys who, who live around The Cardinals organization and who you know who are around there just as much as you know the coaches or the players or whatnot. Just as not as much, but they're always there. And the guys that you're speaking of, you know, hearing it on TV, talk about Logan Thomas. It's a bad conversation. When last season it was you know positive, positive, positive. Oh, this guy Logan Thomas, he's the future. He's the future. Then when he had his time last season, it was a no show. You know, they, they didn't even give him a chance. Who Logan? He had his. He had like one or two games where he was in there, but. Bruce Arians did not give him the chance as as much as he talked about next so guy next in, man. next oh, thing, next yeah. man up. Go ahead, Doug. Because there was no itch there. There was the itch there. It, it just did not fit itch, up. Itch, go get a shot. It'll be <laughs> over. It'll be over in three days, I think. Doug, what you got? Well, I don't know. Looking at the preseason games between Logan Thomas and uh, Sims, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of difference to go either way on one of them. The only thing I like about keeping Logan is that number three. It's just because he's been in the organization. He knows the offense a little bit better, and he's probably worked with the players a little bit more than Sims. But if you're Bruce Arians, you've got to look at the fact of, I think he's looking at last year with Palmer going down, Stan going down, then coming down and not having anybody. So, I, you know, it's interesting to see if he's really kind of thinking about that number three, number four quarterback. Does he really want to drop one? Or... You could also look at dropping that one quarterback, say say it's Sims, and putting him on the practice squad so he's still around, he's still getting the reps. And then if last year happens again, well, now you've still got Thomas and you've got Sims that you can work with that's been around the team that knows the playbook, and then you can make a little bit better decision. You don't have to go outside and get a Ryan Lindley to come in not knowing anything about the playbook and put him out there on the field and hope 
you know, something. How do you get good? So, if, I mean, if I'm Arians, I'm keeping four quarterbacks, one of them possibly dropping to the, the practice squad. That will have so to be at least Sims. I have that in my back. That will have to be Sims because if, if, Logan can't. Well, this Logan third year, right? He can't, mm-hmm. go, he can't go on about his practice squad. I, I don't. How do you that's get, what I'm saying. Put Sims down there. You can get all the information and and – you can be the best practice player in the world, but I think Phil—I mean, not Phil—but I think uh, Logan Thomas is in a situation like RG three. He just need, and what I mean by that, he just need to change locations. Mm-hmm. He need to go somewhere where he feel like. I See, think he, I mean, he'll be great Logan in Washington. Thomas didn't come out of college, <laughs> an all-star quarterback. Anyways, I mean, they—they—he got drafted in the fourth round when they got him. Anyways, because he was raw, and everybody knew he was going to be raw. You know, so that was kind of—I don't know if you want to call it a downfall or not, but but he—he, he, I tell you, he's—he went to Virginia Tech. He was under Frank Beamer. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know a whole lot of busts that come out of Virginia Tech as quarterbacks. I don't know a whole lot of them. I mean, I know some that go there. Marcus Vick. Yeah, Marcus, but Marcus, Michael messed that up. Michael buying him cars and all this stuff. He had no motivation anymore. That messed that messed him up. Because Marcus was good. Marcus was better than Michael. That's what they say. That's what that's what that's they what say. Virginia. That's what people in Virginia say. <clears throat> well, we know talent because we put it out. But look, um, Easy. the Arizona Cardinals. Here's what I like about the Arizona Cardinals. A lot of things, but offensively, the Chris Johnson. When they brought Chris Johnson back in here, and everybody was talking about this, this, and that, about what they don't want about what he didn't do or what he did years ago. When have you ever known him to be seriously hurt, injured? I mean, he had a he had a knee. This guy still is running the four four low four four. He's a running back. He still has vision. I know eight years ago, maybe nine, he led the lead in with 2,000 yards. How many guys in the lead today can say they do that outside of Adrian Peterson, DeMarco Murray? How many guys have done it? There's only two other guys that did that in this football that's playing right now, running back. I think he's going to be a great benefit to that running game. I know uh, Andre Ellington led the lead with 600-something yards. 660 yards last year. We need more than that. How you not a thousand? You can get 87 yards or 73 or 79, something like that, a, a game and have a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. How you not a thousand yard rusher? Well, that, that running game last year was atrocious. It, was, it, was it still is. I didn't see anything in preseason. Uh, I think it would get better. Johnson, I mean, if he doesn't do anything, guess what? You're not at. You're at what a one year contract? Two. Well, I think it's on a two year deal. They just signed. Okay. I, thought, uh, well, I know they were going for one. I, I don't know. But if you know, two. you know, the two-year deal is nothing. cap friendly. It's not like you signed him for ten million dollars, eight years. So it's hey, you don't produce well, not a big deal. We'll, we'll cut you just like we do with these other guys. We're bringing in like <laughs> Benjamin Watson come in for a one-year deal. Well, the two-year deal was cap friendly, so it put, every deal is a one-year deal. Mm. There's only a handful of guys that that's in the league that we can uh, say that. You know they got they gonna play this contract out, mm-hmm. and and then the first guy to come to mind who just got a contract that we say he's gonna play it, play it out. Not even the receiver in Atlanta, but I look at um, I look at the quarterback in um, Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. He's gonna play that contract out. Yeah, yeah. That's Absolutely. all you can, you can't name a bunch of guys around the league who's getting contracts and say, oh yeah, he'll finish that contract. So with the Cardinals in, in their running game, first of all, here's where they're gonna have problems with the offensive line. Now they cut in my in my guesstimation they cut 
Lyle Sinderlin last year, who was the best offensive line, one of the best they had last year. But he was about to make 1.8, so they cut him on some financial stuff. They bring him back, he's making minimum. Mm-hmm. He's still one of the smartest guys, but they lost two of their, what is it, Winston? And then they lost... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, they lost him to a surgery. He'd be back, but yep. because of his weight, what would take us four to six weeks to come back, he'll be six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. They lost that. They got to show up their offensive line. So I don't care who's that quarterback. If you want to keep – your running backs have to be very, very smart and intelligent. I think you ha- that's why Johnson comes in where he can pick up the backside block. He could be lined up right of, right of Carson, but he know he has to cross block his, his blind side. Mm-hmm. That's when you need an Edgen James, smart running backs, who can see the whole field better than the quarterback or just as good as the quarterback. You have to have this thing. I think the problem is going to be with the offense and with the dynamic receivers we have and Malcolm, John Brown, Larry Fitzgerald. They, they got two other receivers over there. They got all speed on that. When you get in that stadium and you watch an Arizona Cardinals play, mm-hmm. you about to watch a track meet. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to get to see that track meet if Carson is laying on his back. Right. I've never seen a quarterback throw an 80-yard bomb on his back. Mm-hmm. I've never seen and it. They have the linemen. They just have to keep everybody healthy and to get. The lineman has to get healthy. The lineman has to get absolutely. The lineman has to get healthy. Or you forget. Oh, they're getting some depth, too. We're uh, adding DJ Humphreys, the number one over the uh, first-round pick. DJ Humphrey. Yeah, that's, yeah, well. Has he's a been, rookie, though. Has he been that impressive? No. no. No, I don't think he's aggressive enough. But don't, He don't have that dog in him. And I can't put dog. Mm-hmm. I can't make you tough. Mm-hmm. I, there's no way I can make you tough. You, if, you ain't, if you're not tough, if you don't have an attitude and you can't control your mind, then I, I'm going to run games on you all day, rookie. Mm-hmm. That's where they need to bring back the ball in the ring and put DJ up in the middle. Put DJ in the middle? Yep. Ball in the ring, son. Here you go. Oh, but better get aggressive now. You notice the NFL? They don't even practice twice with equipment on. That's why these guys are getting hurt because they don't get to practice. They don't get to wear their body out. They don't get to feel any pain or or or, or get tired and try to fight through it. They don't have to do that anymore. So cream of man. So the bull ring, you say the ball in the ring. We call it the bull ring in Virginia. You put that guy in the middle. You call out the jersey. Head on a swivel. Yeah. I think that was torture. Now that I think it about was. it, now that I think about it, that's torture. That scares some kids to death. I had the biggest headaches from that because <laughs> I wasn't one of the better kids. At I love that, that time. though, man. That was fun. That was not fun, and I was one of the toughest guys out there, and that wasn't fun for me. Some guys come running full speed at me. I gotta turn around real quick, and we and when you don't turn around in time, mm-hmm. you 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 land parallel to the ground. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, doesn't build, build toughness. That don't build toughness. <laughs> build that, that, that builds. That's just like oohs and ahs for practice at the end of the practice or somewhere in practice. Manhood. Man. What? <laughs> manhood. Let's, this guy. This let's guy. go see running fastest mile. That was my manhood. <laughs> no, man. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, okay. The Cardinals, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, man, they have, uh, they have this New Orleans Saints at home next week. I think all the preseason games should be over today. It is. But it yeah, should be. Yeah. But, uh, Chris Johnson's going to start, they said. Now you're nope. looking. Chris Johnson started. Ellen's not getting that job back. 
Oh, wow. Chris Johnson starts. Ellington's not getting that. Well, Chris it's Johnson the last, had a, It's the last preseason. Yeah, but last, oh, oh you talking about tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Don't yeah. Play anyway. yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about regular no, season. Oh, no. You, yeah, you jumped on me too quick. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. He's not getting that job back. But at the same time. You got to have a running back by committee Chris anyway. Johnson. To be yeah. successful in yeah. the National Football League, and we just out of time, you have to have two running backs. Three would be great. You have to t- have two running backs. And one of them not have their pride and ego in the way because they didn't start the game, but you're going to have just as many as carries, and probably you get the same opportunity. You just got to be ready to play. This is Thursday. Kwame Lodge of the Sports Talk. Demi Lodge is in the studio. Dougie B called in and blessed us with uh, a lot of background noise. Hey, it's Friday. Tomorrow's Friday. I'll be calling you guys from Lawrence, Lawrence Kansas. Rock Chalk, Jayhawks, go KU. We out. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>